another episode of Oddest is Hottest. And in this episode, we're kind of going to veer away from religion discussion and speak on some things going on right now in the public eye and the justice eye, I guess the judicial system eye. We said free Britney, not free Cosby. So let's talk about the release of Bill Cosby, which will lead us into the Free Britney movement, and we will tie those together. Most of this conversation will be dominated by the release of Bill Cosby. I would like to preface this episode by m- most of the time we do give a content and trigger warning, but this one has a major trigger warning. If you are triggered by discussion of sexual assault, of rape, We're going to talk about the Me Too movement of Bill Cosby's victims, of his charges, of some of the accounts of what was done to his victims, then I would really advise you to skip this episode. I would never want anyone to have to revisit their trauma by listening to this episode. So might not be the episode for you, but if you are still here, let's talk about what has happened in recent weeks with Bill Cosby and with Britney Spears as well. So Bill Cosby was released from jail. He was originally convicted in 2018 on charges of drugging. Well, he was convicted. We'll start there. Because 60, 61 women, I believe, 60 women came forward alleging that Cosby drugged and sexually assaulted them. And he was sentenced to three to 10 years and he served three of those. And he was actually trying to get out early and that was only due to his stature and money and was trying to pull strings like Jesse Jackson and things like that. But I'm not going to go too much into that because it doesn't really matter because he was able to be released on a technicality and after serving three years. So I will say, just to preface this, the technicality that he was released on was a perfectly legal and we'll say just technicality of the law, but it's fucked. So Mm -hmm. they basically released him because he, it was not a fair trial based on his fifth amendment right to not incriminate himself because of things that happened in a case in 2004 and He gave a statement that was later used against him when these charges started coming up. And so now they basically said, well, yes, you did incriminate yourself by something that we said we would not use against you is the very, very, very layman's terms of what happened here. So based on that, he was released. And which is just a horrible Like, imagine being one of those women and watching your abuser walk free on something the justice system so horrifically fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not only is he now released, he is going on tour. Yeah. He also has a docuseries in the works. He's going to be writing a book. He plans on going and doing speaking engagements at prisons and schools. Now, just remember, he admitted to this. He still is a sex offender. Sex offenders cannot go to schools. I'm I'm ready to start picketing if he comes to Denver or Colorado Springs. I'm ready. Let's go. Right. I mean, this is like, 
this is, I mean, and this is, I will say there's really not any good that can come out of something like this, but when Weinstein and Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby were being charged and going through their court process was the huge kickoff to the Me Too movement, which did help turn the tides in favor of believing victims. Now, I we always here will stand with victims and we continue to stand with Bill Cosby's victims and believe their stories. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that do believe that he is innocent and maintain that he was innocent the whole time. His Twitter has always been active saying that he's been innocent and the media has perpetuated this lie, but we will always stand with victims and accusers, you know, because historically they have not been stood with. Right. I mean, I was reading as we were preparing for this episode, I was reading the victims' testimonies and what they were saying actually happened. And there were quite a few that said that Bill Cosby told them that you can't go anywhere. Who are you going to tell? I am, I control the media. And he, he did like, he was the world's father. He was this funny comedian. Nobody was going to, I didn't believe anything when it first came out. I was like, no way. He's Bill Cosby. Just because that's what you see on stage does not mean that that is who he really is. Right. And especially when these men know that and they have created this persona and this personality for the world, like who, like they're never going to believe that. Like I've been this living room character for families across the nation of this wholesome father raising all these kids. And I've been part of all of your families for so many years. Like I don't have this in me. Are you kidding? Correct. And you know, the whole, the media back then knew that like they loved him. There's no way people were going to get through, but what the women are saying now, and I thank God for this is social media. You cannot quiet us now. You literally can't. So I don't know. I'm so tired of all this fake news and all this stuff out there of real fucking things, you know, like Trump lost the election, like shit like that. Can we fucking stop that this is ridiculous? That if this is real fucking news, real women were raped. Exactly. And like they this man is now going to be rewarded monetarily for traumatizing 60 women. And it only 60 women have come forward. Correct. There are so many more that won't. And this is why. Correct. And so much power and respect to women that do come forward, not in just Bill Cosby's case, but in the case of their own assaults, you know, just, like whether it is a huge national public case or whether it is just within their own community or Mm -hmm. with their spouse or significant other. I have so much respect for those people. I have really quickly, I'm going to tell my own story. It is by all comparison, very minute, but all assault is assault. Mm -hmm. And when I was in seventh grade, there was a a boy that was held back and so was a little bit older 
And Kristen and I both, we developed a little bit early. So we started getting boobs before a lot of the other girls did. Mm-hmm. Or at least you told me you did. I didn't actually know you back then. But <laughs> yeah, not, not trying to speak for her. But <laughs> And obviously you're going to get some attention. Like if y'all have ever seen the South Park episode <laughs> of uh, when Bebe gets boobs, <gasps> you know? Yes, exactly. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so... I, I get that that happens, but, you know, obviously as parents, it's your responsibility to hold your boys accountable. Mm-hmm. It's not the woman's responsibility or the girl's responsibility, but I was sitting in a math class at, in the front row and this boy walked by a couple times and he, the teacher was, teacher's desk was in the back of the classroom. So when we would do our work, we would face forward and he would walk by strategically to walk by my desk so he could grab my chest jesus yeah Mm -hmm. and i finally decided to tell my mom and so we went to the administration of course this was the middle school administration they had me write my statement and my mom wanted to press charges like she wanted to take this kid out like she did not give a fuck that he was yeah she did not give a fuck that he was a kid like she was a mom and this boy assaulted her child Mm -hmm. and he had a lot of friends that were very intimidating to me that did try to intimidate me when I started talking about it and to make kind of a long story short I wrote my statement And we talked to them about pressing charges and they said that it was my word against his and I had no evidence of any physical assault. And so it would basically be pointless to bring it to any actual authority. And all they did was say, we'll make sure that you're changed classes and we won't put you in any classes together again. Which the next year I walked into a science class and guess who was sitting in that fucking classroom? Wow, they worked real hard at that, didn't they? Yep. I immediately walked out, went to the assistant principal's office, and I said, he's in that classroom. You said he wouldn't be in that classroom. Because even off of school property, after I got him in trouble, him and his friends would harass me and intimidate me constantly because I got him in trouble for it. And so he scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I fucking bet. Like, I was at the movies one time, and... I just wanted to go see a movie with friends and he was there and he wouldn't stop following me around. He was leaving, decided not to leave him and his friends all piled in this truck. And then when they saw me, they stopped and backed up and then they all decided to get out of the truck and come back inside the movie theater just to make sure I knew they were there, even though they were leaving and I was coming in. And again, I was 13, 14 years old, right? Like, right. And I called my dad and he was, he came into that fucking movie theater ready to tear like I this, fucking bet. <laughs> yeah. This 15 year old apart, which at that point I just wanted to leave and I went home and just sobbed. And again, they said that there was nothing that the authorities would do because one, it was a juvenile case, which doesn't, shouldn't really matter because we were both juveniles. It's not like he was a juvenile assaulting right. an adult. I was also a kid younger than him. And that there was no evidence. He didn't leave marks. There was no actual rape. There couldn't have been a rape kid involved. He was just touching me outside my clothes. Like, what? He left marks, just fucking mental ones. Right. And then, obviously, the, like, harassment from his friends and the things that they 
would end up like ramping up, got worse. So, uh, but then they didn't do anything about it. And one of my best friends also was harassed at that same school. And again, they did nothing about it. And she actually got in school suspension for her own assault because she was involved with the confrontation with the boys. For her own assault? Uh-huh. What the fuck? Now, that is something that happened to, I love you, but a nobody 13-year-old in a small town. Absolutely. So tell me how these women with somebody as huge as Bill Cosby are going to feel comfortable coming forward. You barely felt comfortable coming forward, and it was pointless when you did. Exactly. And that's exactly my point of saying, telling that story was because very, like, it is so difficult for girls, women, or people in feminine presenting bodies, like, to come forward and talk about that because usually it's like, you don't have a strong enough case. It's not worth pursuing. This is what the authorities are telling them. They blow them off. Yeah, this is the patriarchy. I'm sorry to be crude, but it all comes down to our vaginas are not our own. They are owned by the rest of the world, and whoever wants to touch them, fuck them, rape them, be go ahead. Because you're going to get let out. doesn't matter. Right. And when Me Too started, we kind of saw some of the tides at least start. I, I'm not going to say shift completely, but we did see some of the attitudes sway from... Like, okay, fuck all these women to like, okay, maybe we're not going to doubt all women. Okay, let's stand with survivors. But how much power can these movements have if we're constantly ripping the validity away? Uh, Not validity. That's not a good way to say it. But we take their abusers and we set them free like Brock, yeah bill cosby and brock turner is a good example of that even even fucking epstein gets put away fucking dies he's barely in prison before he fucking dies i read a cnn article that harvey weinstein's lawyers are very excited because of what happened with bill cosby they're feeling very you know they think that something good might happen for their client now so why are we even doing this why like Let's just be done. Let's just let all men do whatever the fuck they want because that's what the patriarchy wants us to do. And I'm not saying that we should do that, but it it feels like that. Like there's no hope. Like it is hopeless as a woman. Yes, literally. I had nothing to do with Bill Cosby other than that I'm a woman and also felt the pride in the Me Too movement. And the day that I heard he got out, I was depressed. That Actually, that whole week, totally depressed. I was like, there's no, it's not fucking worth it. And fucking global warming, not even sure it's worth it to fight. Yeah. I mean, when you see, you know, people like Donald Trump becoming president after things that they have said on camera. Just grab him by the pussy, literally sticking his fingers inside a woman. I hope one of them was on her period. I fucking hope at least one. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we do. We elect them. And, you know, Bill Cosby was just one example. And there are so many still just walking around in power because of money and connections. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of shocking that even Bill Cosby got put away, to be perfectly honest with you. Yes. Like the fact that all the power that he has, the fact that he even got put away is like insane to me which is exactly why 
he got out is because of his money and power and connections. I guarantee it. I guarantee if it was a nobody who had the same fucking technicality, they'd still be in fucking prison. Right. And just as just because it is a very legit legal technicality that he got out on doesn't mean that they would have continued to look for that for Correct. someone else. Exactly. Right. He pays a lot of money for his attorneys to look at every single loophole that they can possibly fucking find. And they found one. Right. And obviously due process is important. And obviously your Fifth Amendment rights are important. But like he did get out because he is a powerful man you know even after admitting that he did this he literally admitted it he what he would do is he would basically roofie girls like he'd give them quaaludes and he literally said yeah i did that yeah i gave him quaaludes it was just it was just like giving a woman a a drink at a bar like it's just a pickup thing no it's fucking not especially not quaaludes correct these women wouldn't even remember in the morning except they'd be naked and they'd have sperm between their legs or he'd be laying naked next to them that a drink doesn't well a lot of drinks may do but one no i was about to say if you get blackout drunk but not one drink that's you know and especially like even if they're like okay like i'll try a quaalude if you know what a quaalude does and your partner does not that's on you Correct. Because that's a lot of his, you know, I'm not guilty. They took it. I didn't drug them. Because if you go to his Twitter, he's saying the media has blown this out of proportion. You can see here that she's saying she took this Quaalude. If you don't know what a fucking Quaalude does, obviously, especially in the 80s, like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're just taking like something like ecstasy, maybe. No, no. Bill Cosby knew what that fucking Quaalude was going to do. Correct. He had somebody rape one of his friends and he probably did too she was so fucking out of it didn't fucking remember but she said she had a headache and he was like oh i have something for you he gave her a fucking quaalude and she was out and woke up the next morning naked with some random naked dude next to her one of his friends that's not a tylenol (laughs) correct and if he is going to do that to one of somebody who was a friend of his he could do that easily to 60 plus women Especially when you, when Bill Cosby wants to hang out with you, like, oh shit, you know? Correct. And it's just like fucking Epstein all over again. I've been reading and about all these women's cases and stuff. And he had plenty of people on his payroll that helped him out. There were so many people that sent these women to Bill Cosby as like a modeling person and this and that. And Bill Cosby will help you out. And I am not saying Like, this is total me guessing, so don't come for me. But I've read a couple in there where his wife was in the house at the time and they were having, she was having dinner with this lady and then just wandered up to the room. Did she know? Did she fucking help out? I mean, you never know. I mean, I know this is completely different, but we just, like, we do a horror podcast. I'm sure a lot of you are from that. And if you're not we do a horror podcast and a big <laughs> subject of horror movie community are the Warrens Ed Lorraine Warren mm-hmm. turns out he was a predator and had an underage lover and she knew about it the whole time. And right. they're painted as this perfect picture, perfect couple that's been in love for all these decades. Yeah. Fuck that bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. So you never know. It's like wolf in sheep's clothing, you know? Correct. So like, I'm so tired of these rich, powerful men getting away with this fucking bullshit. And 
So if you're still here and you really are starting to feel uncomfortable or anything like that, this is your last cutoff. I am going to read at least a couple stories from the victims of Bill Cosby. Uh, This is from Louisa Moretz. Moretz was getting ready to appear on The Tonight Show when someone opened the door of her dressing room. Cosby stepped inside and closed the door behind him. He stood above Moritz and unzipped his pants. He pushed his penis into her mouth. It was automatic. It was like he did this with everyone that was on a show with him backstage. I couldn't push him away. He was Mr. Cosby. He moved himself back and forth, and my head was on his penis at all times. Finally, they called my name. I was supposed to be out, but he wouldn't let me go. He rushed out and came out on my call, and he said, "And he said, I am Louisa Moretz, and he got a huge laugh, which was my laugh I was supposed to get. I don't remember if they introduced me again. I was a zombie, but I sat down, and the show went on. I didn't look at him. He didn't look at me. She wasn't even drugged in that one. Hmm. That is disgusting. Correct. This is Janice Dickinson. Cosby invited then 28-year-old Dickinson to Lake Tahoe, saying he had a possible acting opportunity for her. They dined together, and he gave her a pill to take with a glass of wine. The next morning, she woke up and remembered Cosby climbing on top of her. Her clothes were off, and there was semen between her legs. Dickinson came forward in 2014. I woke up the next morning at the the incident with my entire life altered forever, knowing full well that Bill Cosby had raped me the previous evening. I held this inside of my soul for years and years and years. I have been brutally and catastrophically traumatically altered forever. There were a lot of these women talking about how, like, it's the Bill Cosby show. Like, their families want to watch the Bill Cosby show, and they can't even let their kids watch that. Yeah, I bet. And those are just two women. You can there's actually an article on the cut. It has all of Bill Cosby's accusers. It goes on like it just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and it talks about it has like all of the victims saying what happened to them. I would definitely advise people to check it out. So Janice Dickinson was actually a model and if you watched America's Next Top Model in the mid 2000s, you know who she is and she actually released a statement when he was released. And she said, I was devastated when I heard the news that Bill Cosby had been released from prison. I was forlorn, disenchanted, angry. I couldn't say a word. My husband was worried because normally I'm really chatty, but this put me into a state of quiet. I was watching the news and seeing his face. It disgusted me. This week has been very hard. Sleeping has been my only solace. I don't know if I'm ever going to get over this. I believe he's a predator and he got away with it. Absolutely. And tell me that's like, all of this is just the worst thing. But another worst thing is it's not like you were raped and you can get away from your rapist. It's not like it was some random dude in the park that you're never going to see again. You will see Bill Cosby everywhere. That's so sad. You just get to relive that trauma over and over and over again. Right. And Janice's lawyer represents two of the other alleged victims and She said he's not released because he is innocent. He is released because a prosecutor promised him years ago that he would not be brought to justice. And that's exactly what happened. So, again, just to reiterate, there was a civil suit brought against him Mm -hmm. by a woman. And basically to get him to talk, they said you will not be charged with a criminal case if you talk about this. And because of that deal, basically, they made back then they can now not charge him, but that they did not find that binding at the time that Cosby was convicted. 
But now they're saying that that was truly binding to all of these cases and he could never be brought to be charged or convicted on those similar charges. And so that's what got him out. I do want to say the only positive thing that I have read recently, I don't know how far it's gone yet because it was, I just read it yesterday and it was like brand new article. Gloria Allred, my girl, fucking love her, has actually picked up one one woman's story and she was underage. She was at the Playboy Mansion. She was underage and she was raped by Bill Cosby. And Gloria Allred, I'm I'm cheering for her to to continue forward with this. So, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be sent back if he doesn't have a heart attack before then. <laughs> well, he is 83. I I think him going on tour is incredibly naive. People are asking him how he's going to handle the hecklers. I think you don't understand how upset people might actually be. I think hecklers might be the least of your worries. I mean, I hope these women come out in droves. Yeah. I'm ready. Like, I know that there will be picketing and I'm fucking there. Yeah. So... Talking about these women, what they went through, kind of circling back to the Me Too movement. If I mean, I think everyone knows, but it's a powerful campaign that encouraged, but did not obviously force, but, you know, mm-hmm. said if you are comfortable, the hashtag Me Too, tell your story, speak out. And it did garner some change, mm-hmm. but it, it's still difficult because this patriarchy still we see it in the court systems. It is a pillar in our society and institutions. And while it, the Cosby case was a me too victory, you know, it's, it's almost like this is kind of reverting back to order. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, well that was fun. I'm glad y'all had your time, but let's get back to the man's world now. Let's set it free. Yeah, I agree. Like where, what happened with me too? Come on. Can we get back to that? Where do these women go when the legal system fails them? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like their abusers now out. So what do they do? Nothing. You know, yeah, now they we, just outed themselves. They rely on the public to not feed into him, to give him more power, more money. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully they've swayed the public opinion enough, the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. But now Bill Cosby's going to make more money off of his fucking tours. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I do. I think that we still have obviously so much work to do, but we need to listen to these stories as hard as they are to listen to. And you do not have to listen to them obviously if it is triggering for you but I think it's important especially when we have these powerful men like what they are doing to people Mm -hmm. and hearing them and you know empathizing with their stories and doing as much as we can however much that is but we have we need to consider what we can do for the victims in the judicial system like we're failing over and over and over and over again because we don't want to 
like ruin a young man's life. He's so young. He made a stupid decision or they're just juveniles. You know, he just was curious. No, he knew what he was fucking doing. Correct. And I'm so tired of a woman's life being less than a man's over. Like, once again, I've said this in the past and it's just for dramatic effect, but also it's not. Like, you've ruined her life. The person that she was before you raped her is dead. Totally different person comes out of that. Right. And a lot of times because women are resilient and these victims are resilient, you know, they, they come out of it and they become advocates and they become strong, but you don't always want to be strong. You don't always want to be, nobody wants to be a survivor, right? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to say I am strong because I survived my trauma. Well, what if we didn't have trauma in the first place? That would be great. Exactly. You know, what if we didn't exonerate the abusers? What if we kept them in prison? What if we didn't? What? Why? Why didn't this was a very public civil case? Why did no one fucking like? I know that they knew that, but why? We have the bet that the best people prosecuting this man. Why did no one like say, Oh yeah, that's going to get him overturned eventually. Come on. Like I hate to point fingers, but yeah, absolutely. You, somebody didn't do their fucking job and they really should have. It's a shame. Yeah. And more of the fucked up, world of the courts and things that men can do to women might as well lead us into free britney movement yeah and the reason these two are so tied together they're not tied together in the fact that their cases intertwine but they're tied together in the failures of our judicial system for women and you know feminine presenting people people that identify as women they just get are they failed so many times and and this just goes to show you can be the wealthiest woman one of the most famous women and most powerful most powerful women and have no power at all Britney Spears was put in a conservatorship in 2008 and what's so sad is we all remember what happened to her in 2007. And now that we kind of see, you know, back then it was like, you know, Britney Spears can survive 2007. You can survive this. She was being harassed and traumatized by the paparazzi. She just wanted to be with her children, but mm-hmm. She was being controlled from the minute she was on the fucking Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. She was basically, this is going to sound incredibly harsh, but it's almost like she was bred to make money for her father. Literally. And when her sister was and her brother were not going to be the ones to do it and Brittany took off, he just harnessed that power. Mm -hmm. that she had and was like, how can I take this? Well, there was a moment where she had, you know, a a in the public eyes, a weakness 
and he used that to his advantage, put her under a conservatorship, which is where a judge appoints an individual or organization to care for another adult who is deemed unfit to care for themselves or to manage their own finances. I have a feeling that if the finance clause was not in that, he probably would not have done that. Correct. For Brittany's case, Brittany is considered the conservatee and her father, Jamie, is the conservator. And for the last 12 years, the details of Brittany's conservatorship have been private. But Brittany is finally fighting back. And so now they are starting to be open to the public because she is ready to fight this. And now the Free Britney movement is huge. And especially now because this is a much different time than it was in 2007. Mm-hmm. The one, the Me Too movement, I know this doesn't have to do with sexual assault, but women are becoming more empowered, finally. Yes. And also we have a better understanding, even, you know, from, you know, 12 years ago of mental health. Yes. Another huge part. And I will... I'm one of those people who doesn't particularly like social media, but I also don't have to partake in it. But I can also thank God for social media. Actually, in both of these cases, social media is what helped these women come forward because Brittany is a big one on TikTok and Instagram and all of that stuff. And that's how she can actually reach out to people. Sort of. Now she yeah, can. Sort of. So she. Every bit of her being has been controlled up to this point. Who she talked to, where she went, her phones, her even her social media. But now she's starting to get that control back. So there was this yes. whole conspiracy. This is super interesting on TikTok. And I saw this back in 2019. She was acting very strange on TikTok. And someone, one of the top comments that got so many likes, it went to the top. And it was like, wear yellow in your next video if you need help. She fucking wore a yellow shirt in her next video. Could have been a total coincidence. Hmm. Could have been a message to her fans. And now with what she's coming out and saying is that she wants her fans to know maybe it was a message like, hey, I don't really have any control or say, but you're right. Like, I don't have any, like, say in my own life, you know. And at the time the conservatorship was put into place, it was supposed to be temporary. Mm Mm-hmm that she was unable to care for herself at that time. But then he was given legal right to oversee and make decisions for her, her finances, her health, her business, her personal life, which he managed up until 2019. And now they're battling about it. I mean, her fans, I mean, y'all remember Chris Crocker leave Brittany alone. He was right the whole time. Mm -hmm. You remember that when that went viral. And so it's, there, I mean, there's this podcast, it's called Britney's Graham Podcast, did a very in-depth episode with a lawyer who, he was an anonymous lawyer, formerly part of the firm that oversaw her conservatorship, said that they were concerned over it and the, her about her father running her life. And there was even a freebritney.net launched in 2009 that they thought that she did not need a conservatorship. So people have been concerned about this for a long Mm -hmm. time. People have been out in the streets protesting for the last year for her. Which is amazing. Like power of the people. And yes, like I have worked with like patients and people that do need a conservatorship, but Britney Spears is not one of them. She has friends like Paris Hilton's one of her friends who spoke out and was like, um, she needs to be able to live her own life. 
like I can't she said I can't imagine like if this was still happening to me like you work your whole life and working so hard she's this icon and she has no control like imagine sitting on a literal fortune Mm-hmm. And having no control of it at all. And also having, she has children. Mm-hmm. She can't see them. She can't, I mean, she not without permission, you know. She can't do anything with them. She can't take them anywhere. She can't even drive herself. Right. Which is a whole other fucked up thing that's not even just the conservatorship. But the fact that the media and the paparazzi fucked up Britney so bad while she was going through this divorce and custody hearing I completely blame that for losing out on the custody of her boys. Absolutely. 1000%. It was the media's fault because they made her look crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And there was at one point in time, Brittany said that her conservatorship is voluntary and she would rather have more gradual autonomy. I absolutely believe that that was forced too. Mm -hmm. Like she said to her lawyer around that same time that she eventually does want power and authorization to pursue opportunities related to professional commitments and activities, including, but not limited to performing, recording videos, tours, TV shows, and other similar activities, as long as they are approved by the conservator of the person and the conservatives medical team. Also, she tried to release an entire album that she wrote and recorded and they scrapped it and said she couldn't do it. So, like, she couldn't even release her own music because it was too not on brand for her. Didn't sound like, you know how her voice is very, like, trademarked, kind of, like, high and, like, kind of, mm-hmm. like, that babyish sound that Britney Spears has? Mm-hmm. It did not sound like that. It was very much more of, like, a kind of a, I'm not going to say soulful, like, Adele sound, but it was definitely very much not her signature sound, and they wouldn't let her release it. That's fucking crap. I And who's surprised that it is a, well, now rich off of her, white man that is controlling all of this? Who's surprised? Anybody? Anybody? Crickets? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they literally control everything. Everything. Down to what we've heard about recently. She currently has an IUD in, and she is not allowed to take it out, even though she has a very committed boyfriend right now and they want to have kids she's not allowed that is the most bullshit patriarchal fucked up Mm -hmm. thing that is the literal definition of a woman losing autonomy over her own body yes and i wouldn't even be surprised i didn't find it anywhere but that doesn't mean anything if they forced her to put that thing in i would Oh, I absolutely yeah, absolutely believe that. And if that's true, those IUDs are some of the most painful fucking things to ever force anybody to put that in. You just tortured her. And like, even if she did want it in, because let's say, you know, she had a Vegas residency for a while. She didn't want to get pregnant because she yeah. had a residency and she wanted to, to perform or do whatever. The fact that she is ready to get it out, you should be able to make an appointment at any OBGYN mm-hmm. and just get that sucker removed in like 15 minutes, in and out, done. Right. Absolutely. And the fact that she can't, without the permission of a man, mm-hmm. her father. We're at Handmaid's Tale here. Just the opposite. And she just, so a a judge did not approve her request to remove her father as the head of her conservatorship recently in June. 
And though the judge did not dismiss future petitions for her father's removal, the result of the ruling now means that Brittany refuses to perform or work again until her father steps down or is removed. And then her attorney said, my client has informed me that she is afraid of her father. She will not perform again if her father is in charge of her career, which that's fantastic. Like uh, good for her. Don't make money for another person. Absolutely. There, I don't remember. It was a few years ago that her brother was on a podcast and talking about Brittany and what he said was the most disgusting thing to me ever because you know that this is how their family runs. I, I'm not trying to be this person, but they're from a very small Southern community, probably very good old boy because what her brother said was basically, you know, the women in our family, they're very strong headed and they, they want things to be the way they want them. And he was basically stating it as a bad thing. So, and? okay. What you didn't get as famous as your sister? Are yeah, you exactly. <laughs> yeah, because they want the money because they want you to be that little housewife that's fucking cooking and doing shit for them. Okay, so you're this big, big celebrity and you make money. Make money for me. Mm. That's so fucked up. I hate men. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I hate a lot of men. Just the patriarchy that made these men in general. Yes. And it hurts both fucking sides. Like, that's the worst part. The patriarchy hurts men, too. You end up having to live in this world where you know you're, like, there are men who won't be friends with gay men because it. their other friends may hate them for it. Shit like that. Or you won't be with a trans person because your friends may pick on you for it. Or things like that. You constantly, you also have to be the fucking alpha male because everyone around you is. That's so fucked up. Fuck yeah. the patriarchy. Yep. Britney Spears did post a social media in November saying that she was okay, you know, which is all good and fine, but it's hard because it's like, are you saying that? Is somebody making you say that? Right. It's hard. But her social media manager did say, you know, cause fans were concerned that she didn't have full access. They said that, you know, she did. Britney creates her own posts and writes her own captions for Instagram. Nobody is suggesting any of that to her. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm sure nobody's suggesting it, but she doesn't, she isn't allowed to come right out and say, hey, I need y'all's help. Yeah. Instead, she has to go around it and wear a yellow shirt. Like, yeah. She has stated many times that she creates the post, but people continue to believe conspiracy theories over what Brittany says over and over again. Brittany is not asking for help or leaving secret messages in her social media. She is literally just living her life and trying to have fun on Instagram, they shared. They also confirmed that her social media work for the pop star has no correlation to her conservatorship. Okay, well, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So. And then a lot of people are coming for her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, saying like, you know, she came out basically in an Instagram story like last week, I think it was. And she's like, I would support my sister if she wanted to move to Mars or get the conservatorship lifted. And it's like those two no you're just that those aren't the same things Mm -hmm. you should have been speaking out for your sister then like I know what doesn't I don't know what goes on behind closed doors but you've just been kind of sitting by doing Netflix shows and shit while your sister can't control her own body and can't see her kids and she can't get in a car and go somewhere she can't even go get Starbucks without permission right 
Well, I'm sure she's paying for lots of people to live, lots of livelihoods right now. Her whole family is yeah. failing her. And yeah. also probably, like, she's probably their cash cow. Absolutely. You know? That's... God. That... <laughs> she is... This is like human trafficking. This is like sex slavery, but no sex. Like they're just holding her there, using her for whatever they want. And in this, it's they want money. So Jamie Spears, the father, not Jamie Lynn, the father, his lawyer came out and said, I understand that every story wants to have a villain, but people have it so wrong here. This is a story about a fiercely loyal, loving, and dedicated father who rescued his daughter from a life-threatening situation. People were harming her, and they were exploiting her. The attorney, the attorney continued declaring that Jamie, stepping in to oversee his daughter's personal and professional decisions, not only saved Brittany's life, but also helped improve her financial situation tremendously. According to the attorney, at the time of the conservatorship start in 2008, Brittany's assets were only $2.8 million. She's oh now valued at a cool $60 million following a successful career comeback that included releasing four full-length studio albums, a popular Vegas show residency, and endorsement deals. He's working tirelessly to protect her. He has collaborated with her to help her regain custody of her children. He has brought her finances back from disaster, and he's created a safe environment for her to live her, her life the way she wants, away from the media that has caused her so much pain. It's been more than a fucking decade. She's an adult and probably would have done all those things on her own. Also, then he just shared unseen footage of Britney spending time with her family in Louisiana. Don't push out wholesome family content because it fits your narrative so that mm -hmm. he can stay in charge of his daughter. Just if she's so fine and her finances are all good now and you saved her, lift it. Exactly. And she'll give you some if you helped her so much, then lift it. Right. But you know she won't because you, you fucked know her you up. didn't. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. And now the father is also requesting that his daughter pay for his lawyers. Yeah. That's the worst fucking part. Like, I, how is that even legal? For her to pay for both sides of the lawyers. Also, she's, I think she now can get her own attorney, but beforehand, they gave her a court appointed one because she tried to get an attorney and they said that she couldn't have him. She wasn't even allowed to get her own fucking attorney for this. Yeah, I mean, there, this poor woman, like, I know a lot of people are like, eh, but she's a celebrity. I only see that a little so? bit here, though, because she literally can't even go get a coffee. She cannot do anything. What's the point of sitting on a fortune when you can't touch it? She just right. you and you can't get an IUD removed. I would rather be a small town nobody with my own fucking life than have all this money that people are milking me for and using me for. Yeah, no. me too. Now, just because she was denied for this, like, recently, she still does get to go back again. So this, her father being removed from the conservatorship was based on all of the previous they had, not any future. So that was kind of based on old information. So Britney Spears does still get to go forward into removing him from the conservatorship. It was a loss and it was a hit, but it's not over. So I don't know if anybody has listened 
I highly recommend listening to Britney Spears address the court. She said things, I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. My dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management, they should be in jail. Mm -hmm. I truly believe this conservatorship is abuse. It's not okay to force me to do anything I don't want to do. Like, yeah, that's fair. Correct. Yeah. Even her ex-husband said, I just, you know, want her to be happy. And this is not okay so and she has a temporary conservatorship but when it was denied you know people were super pissed but Brittany had to call 911 to report herself a victim of conservatorship abuse the day before her court address which was June 23rd after the call her team texted each other frantically and discussed how to prepare in the event that she went rogue Jesus Christ. Well, she kind of like, has we're gonna to. We're going to lose money. We're going to lose money. Yeah. Brittany's manager resigns following her court address, which, yeah. You know. He said, I've never been part of a, the conservatorship nor its operations, so I am not privy to many of the details. I was originally hired at Brittany's request to help manage and assist with her career, and as manager, I believe it is in Brittany's best interest for me to resign from her team as my professional services are no longer needed. Yeah, I bet you were canoodling with the fucking dad mm-hmm. you know what i mean yep they were together 25 years this manager and he just fucking bounces yeah bullshit and then her lawyer resigned recently mm-hmm. she said my lawyer has been very scared for me to go forward he told me i should keep it to myself so like who's really on her side here yeah, it sounds like nobody, which is so sad, except for her fans. Which they are fierce. Yeah. Like, and as somebody has, especially now, with the public, basically, the pressure that's on, I know the courts are not, don't really care about that, but, mm-hmm. like, still, I, I just, I feel so bad for her. Yes, absolutely. And she said things like, they all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals and I never agreed to take my medication, which my medication is only taken in the mornings, never at rehearsal. They don't even see me, so why are they claiming that? She was forced to take heavy medication like lithium. Yeah, after being on her previous stuff for years. Yeah. can't just fucking switch shit like that. Yeah. And they brought people in to do psych tests on her. Like told her they had she had to listen to these doctors. You're gonna and they they forced her to go into a one star facility, a mental health facility. Forced her, and if she didn't, it, the conservatorship was just gonna get worse. Yeah, the, they threaten her with she can't see her sons, she can't see her boyfriend, she can't do anything. She said the control he had over someone as powerful as me. He loved the control to hurt his own daughter 100,000%. He loved it. I packed my bags and went to that place. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking. Making anyone work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport, and placing them in a home where they work with the people who live with them. 
they all lived in the house with me. The nurses, the 24-7 security. There was one chef that came here and cooked for me daily during the weekdays. They watched me change every day, naked, morning, noon, and night, my body. I had no privacy door for my room. I gave eight vials of blood a week. If I didn't do any of my meetings and work from eight to six at night, eight to six at night, which is 10 hours a day, seven days a week, no days off. I wouldn't be able to see my kids or my boyfriend. I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me I had to do this. And ma'am, speaking to the judge, I will tell you sitting in a chair 10 hours a day, seven days a week, it ain't fun. And especially when you can't walk out the front door. And that's why I'm telling you this again, two years later, after I've lied and told the world I'm okay. And I'm happy. It's a lie. I thought I just maybe if I said that enough, maybe I may become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized, you know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth. I'm not happy. I cry every day, which is I fucking bet. Yeah. I'm like, I'm honestly surprised she hasn't killed herself. Yeah. If you think she might be going through postpartum and that's why this may have even happened to begin with, then maybe don't force them to be a slave. Yeah. Maybe there's nothing sharp in her house either. Maybe. And those nurses and everybody, I mean, they watch her change. That's. mm. That is like a psych ward. I've been in a psych ward. You can't do shit. (laughs) Like. And she goes on to, like, I skipped many, many paragraphs. You should really, this is a 24-minute address, so I'm obviously not going to read all of it. But she says, I'm not lying. I just want my life back. It's been 13 years, and it's enough. I've. It's been a long time since I've owned my money, and it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end without being tested. Again, it makes no sense whatsoever for the state of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own two eyes make a living for so many people and pay so many people trucks and buses on the road with me and be told I'm not good enough, but I'm great at what I do. And I allow these people to control what I do, and it's enough. It makes no sense at all. And I would honestly like to sue my family, to be totally honest with you. I also would like to be able to share my story with the world and what they did to me instead of being a hush-hush secret to benefit all of them. I want to be heard on what they did to me by making me keep this in for so long. It is not good for my heart. I've been so angry and I cry every day. It concerns me. I'm told I'm not allowed to expose the people who did this to me. For my sanity, I need you, the judge, to approve me to do an interview where I can be heard on what they did to me. And actually, I have the right to use my voice and take up for myself. So, and she said family. She did not say father. I know. She said family. Yeah. I think she should. And I think that's why that they're so against it is because they know that as soon as she gets out from under this thing, it's going to be bad for a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Not for her, though. Free Britney. Yeah, absolutely. And... She basically just said, like in kind of her last little closing, she said, I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three year break and do what I want to do. But I do feel like there is a crutch here and I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you today about it. But I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden all I hear are all these no's. No, no, no. And then all of a sudden... I get I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and I feel alone and I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does. 
by having a child, a family, any of those things and more so. Absolutely and that's all I do. wanted to say. And thank you for letting me speak to you today. Yeah, that's rough, man. And again, we have let all of these things just control and traumatize. And then obviously, you know, Britney Spears is different from these Bill Cosby victims, but we're letting the justice system just trample over these women and Mm -hmm. I we know what just happened to Bill Cosby the Britney situation is still open but again we said free Britney not free Bill Cosby like and that was within the same week that Britney was told no and Cosby was told yes yep well on that note we hope that you are doing well We hope that you are staying safe and we hope that you are taking care of your mental health as well, the best that you can. And again, I know this was kind of a long one and kind of tied two stories together just because of their relevancy happening pretty much within the same Mm -hmm. week of these two court cases going on. But again, stay safe out there and thank you again for listening. Bye. Bye.